Times Radio Breakfast with Asma Mir and Stig Abel. It is 8.45. Good morning, Times Radio Breakfast. Uh, there were echoes of January the 6th uh, in Brasilia yesterday as thousands of supporters of Brazil's ex-president Jair Bolsonaro stormed the country's National Congress and Supreme Court. The governor of the Federal District of Brasilia has been removed from his post while his responsibility in the unrest, and certainly not putting a stop to it, is investigated. Earlier on, we spoke to John Bonfilio, a journalist based in Latin America. We began by asking him how the protesters and demonstrators first assembled. It was pretty organised, and actually, some we're beginning to hear that it was organised on the on the sly, so sort of secretly organised with passwords and so on. So uh, it seems as though that the march, the Pacific Quiet March to Congress, nobody expected it to break out into violence because uh, it was all done on, on the quiet, and that's why one of the major questions at the moment is about this eight-kilometre walk for the protesters, the demonstrators, uh, the fact that they were escorted fundamentally by the police and the military right to the doors of Congress. And right up until that point, nobody expected anything to take place. And at that point, everything erupted in violence. So nobody thought it was going to be. It was organised, but fundamentally, now we know that it that it really was, up until the point at which 4,000 Bolsonaristas, uh, 4,000 Bolsonaro supporters, broke into the Square of Three Powers, where the Presidential Palace, Congress, and the Supreme Court are housed, and echoing the events, almost uh, exactly mirroring the events of two years ago in the capital in the US, broke into and ransacked and devastated uh, uh, these particular spaces. And was that an act of, of sort of violent um, protest, or were they trying to do something? This is, this is no, they weren't seeking to bring down the government, were they? Or do we know what, what their motivations were here? There is no evidence of them having an end, uh, uh, like a, a particular objective beyond demonstrating the fact that they did not agree with uh, the result of the election, calling into question the election result, and basically stating that they do they do not respect the halls and the processes of power in Brazil. To the extent that, if you look at again mirroring events of two years ago, if you look at the video footage and the photographs of, of what took place inside these spaces, once the protesters get in, they all feel fairly lost. They're taking <laughs> selfies of each other. They're sort of ransacking, damaging uh, randomly, violently, but there's no end objective. Once they get there, they're kind of lost as to what to do next. The government, uh, the new government under Lula, presumably um, there's a bit of embarrassment that this was allowed to take place, but this perhaps gives them a chance to, 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 to demonstrate that these people are on the very fringes of, of discourse. He's been calling them fascists, hasn't he? He has been. The worry is that they kind of know that these people are not on the fringes of discourse, that 50% of the electorate in Brazil voted for Bolsonaro and gets uh, incredibly angry about the prospect of a Lula da Silva uh, government. This incursion, this uh, wave of uh, protests, storming of these palaces, is not exclusive to a small subgroup in Brazil there is a wave of individuals who do not believe that uh, the Lula government is legitimate, who fundamentally believe, again, as with Donald Trump in the US, that the election result was defrauded and that Brazil has been overtaken by a left-wing cult. So this is not, uh, although the individuals there were perhaps a fringe group, uh, the belief system is yeah. very much not a fringe group at all. And Lula's worry, of course, 
and not just Lula's worry, but also the worries of world leaders. And one of the reasons why they've come so quickly to the defense of Lula is contagion, is that this does not stop with the first few days of the Lula government, that it continues, that it spreads. And equally, again, worth remembering that this is the fourth biggest democracy on earth. So in the last couple of years, we've had the top, um, the, the second and the fourth biggest democracies on earth that have had their seats of power attacked by incursionists. Uh, that this continues and spreads and that this is the very beginning, or the worry is that this is the very beginning, the thin end of the wedge of what may come to pass in other democracies globally. So all eyes, therefore, a bit on Bolsonaro. What's he saying about this? Because the, the Trump parallel is a, is a, is a very acute one. Uh, Trump, obviously, under a tremendous amount of scrutiny to what he has said and did do around January 6th. Bolsonaro, not in the country. What is he saying? What chances is it that he is pulling strings on this? I don't think he's directly pulling strings uh, on it. And certainly his inner circle have divorced themselves, both publicly and privately, from him. So he is the remaining figure that is very present, I think, in terms of rhetoric. But he's definitely not directly pulling strings. I think this is a Pandora's box where things have got way out of hand beyond what he can control. He has come onto Twitter uh, today to say that Brazil's way, that his way, the democracy's way is through peaceful demonstrations, that the violence and public invasions are a no-go. But as he always has done in the past, and he has done in this particular case as well, he has stipulated very directly that this is not just something which took place today, but he's drawn it back to left-wing demonstrations of 2013 and 2017 and said this is not exclusive to him, to the to the right wing, that the left started it, if you like. This is sort of a, a finger-pointing in the playground uh, kind of stuff. And he said that he has no, uh, that he is not remotely responsible for any of this. Uh, but just finally, there's, this could lead to other things. It's, uh, it's been, it's been hell handled now, but as you were saying earlier, there's a chance that, that the protest could spread. Yeah, this has been handled very specifically today, but it took a while for it to be handled. It took over three hours uh, for the military uh, to get involved. I mean, Lula and the head of the Supreme Court have called for full prosecutions. Uh, he's called for, he's instigated a federal security Invent, interventions are kind of martial law in Brasilia up until the 31st of January for exactly the same reasons, because they do not want uh, contagion to, to take place. Nationwide demonstrations are expected tomorrow as a reaction against this. And some figures are calling for Bolsonaro to be extradited from the US. I mean, quite how that's going to take place because he hasn't been charged for anything in Brazil is open to question. But I think fairly soon we can expect the legal workings in Brazil to begin to draw Jail Bolsonaro into their mesh. That's interesting, isn't it? That's John Bonfilio talking about January the 8th in Brasilia, echoing January the 6th in Washington, D.C. He's a spokesperson, he's a journalist rather based in Latin America.